Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is September 26th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Justin Labar to talk SmackDown Live. And uh, Nick Hausman, our guest joining us today. He's the new managing editor starting this Monday at Wrestling Inc. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Ah, thank you very much, Glenn. Yes, I'm looking forward to joining the uh, the old team here on Monday. This guy yeah. looks familiar. Yeah, I know this one over here. Where's your Where's your fancy suits or something like that? Where's your ties? <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 a relaxed environment today. Where, where's your fake tie? Is I guess what I should say. Where's it's not, you? It's not fake. It's called the proper knot. I know. I, you know, it's like I grew up in Texas, where you know I was bred a gentleman, and tying your own tie is just a thing. It's a masculine thing. You from no, you still tie your own tie, and then you put the proper knot over top of that. Uh, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. That sounds like something I don't want to get into. I don't like it. You need to expand your tie horizons. Yeah, I, mean, I just rolled out of bed five minutes ago, so you guys are way too fancy <laughs> for me. Sorry, Glenn. Yeah, it's early morning here on the West Coast. Glenn, do you know how much Justin and I have done together? I, I do not. Do tell. Justin and I used to be the weekly talking heads for 120 Sports, which is now Stadium. We did five to six three-minute segments a week for about a year and a half on top of all of the other podcasts we've done. You found yourself, Glenn, what I'm saying is you found yourself in the cross storm right here. <laughs> Hey, it's all good. Less talking I have to do. Uh, no, no. Glad to have you on this morning to talk about SmackDown Live. Oh, my God. One week to the WWE Super Showdown in Australia. I was excited for this. You guys know what time this starts at, right? 4 a.m., right? East Central. 4 a.m. Uh, Eastern, 1 a.m. Pacific. Why are they promoting this so heavily? Their audience is not going to be watching this live. But they'll still watch it. It'll be on the network. So just like anything else, it doesn't matter. You know, you can watch it whenever you want to watch it. And that's what matters to them. Yeah, I'll put it this way. People will watch it before that Monday's Raw. Mm-hmm. It just feels weird to me. It's like DVRing sports. It's like this already happened. I what stayed up. Past? I got up at 5 a.m. to watch the, the Beast in the Rising East or whatever it was when they went to Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. They've done this stuff before and people have tuned in. Obviously not in the same numbers that you would get for a traditional uh, pay-per-view time slot or network special time slot. But I also think there's something to be said here about that really hardcore New Japan audience, which is kind of found oh, yeah. it, it's found a stride. It's getting bigger, right? It's like this cultish thing in wrestling right now where people like to be there's like a group of people that like to be up at 4 a.m. watching wrestling, controlling wrestling Twitter. They love it. And I think that you know, stuff like this, you know, there's more of an audience for it now than definitely five, ten years ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. they buy they buy a case of Mountain Dew and they make an event out of it. Oh, sure. <laughs> It's true, absolutely. Uh, so let's go through SmackDown, and then we're going to talk after that about what's going on with Liv Morgan, The Undertaker appearing on Raw, and uh, the ratings for Raw this past Monday. But SmackDown last night was supposed to open with Miz TV, and instead we got Truth TV, our truth out there with Carmella, uh, taking their mandatory seven-second dance breaks and having Daniel Bryan as a guest. So, Nick, what do you think about our truth is on fire these last oh. couple of months? 
Well, to be fair, our truth has been on fire for some time now. And uh, I always relate things to my girlfriend because she she didn't start watching wrestling until about two years ago when she dated me or started dating me. And so she's not really familiar with Ron Killings, our truth. Oh. And I and like she she loved this man. She's like, this guy's great. How come I've never seen this guy? It's like, well, he's been injured for a year or so now. And then telling her the history of our truth. Man, this guy has worked so well with everybody they've ever thrown at him. Everybody traditionally comes out on the other side with a bit more luster, in my opinion, something to talk about, you know, helps bring out character. And man, him and Carmelo, I think, dude, people were way into that. I, how can you say anything other than this guy's just great right now? Yeah, the only person that didn't like the R Truth segment was um, in, in R Truth with Car Carmella is James Ellsworth, the uh, booking calendar. You know, because now you know was you know Ellsworth was the guy who was perfectly paired with Carmella, but now he might have found a, a new flavor for Carmella. Uh, you know, so we don't need to bring back Ellsworth. Um, yeah, this was entertaining stuff. I mean, and, you know, we've gone, we've talked about it all summer yeah. long since Truth resurfaced on TV. That this is a guy. I mean, just look at his career and how you know for the last 18 years he's either been employed by WWE or TNA. That's with with no gaps in between. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And he's and he's had you know he's made he's worked on the Garden with The Rock and John Cena. He's you know he's he's had some pushes. So um, you know Vince likes him. He's he's done the right things to stay around and, and a company. I mean you know there's not many. Again, the, the turnover rate in, in in pro wrestling obviously is just like the service industry or anywhere else. You, you don't you don't last for too long. When somebody's there for a long while, you should really respect it, and you got to give respect to to our truth, who who seems to make what could be uh, generic comedy on the script. He seems to just make it our truth funny. Now, here's the only thing I don't like about this tandem. I'll be honest. I don't like the name, the fabulous truth. I think it's too wordy. I think that they should have been. I think they should be Armella, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Armella, sure. It's too word garbly. Like it's too many words. There's too many letters there. I don't like it, right? But they don't think about this for longer than a second when they come up with these names. Armella, it's right there. It's I know. the first part of his name, the last part of hers. These are the people that gave us Brazango, you know. That's a good one, though. I like Brazango. Well, it should have been Febreze, but, you know, <laughs> take it. I guess. Yeah. How many products can one man be? Febreze, Fandango? Those are things outside of wrestling. They're actual True. You know? Absolutely. Uh, so this went into a match between The Miz versus R-Truth. Jeez, I, I, like, this is that thing six months ago. If you're like, you know, R-Truth's going to be opening SmackDown. R-Truth's going to be in the main event of SmackDown. The Miz versus R-Truth uh, for the first of, of tw this happened twice last night between this and the Mixed Match Challenge. Uh, Nick, what'd you think of this match? Um... You know, I enjoyed it. I thought all of SmackDown was really strong last night. You know, and that's the thing. It's like the first half hour was like four characters, five characters, maybe six if you threw Maurice in there. But, you know, she's kind of a ghost in the wings. But really just five characters that carried the first half hour of the show. And I was like, great. I'm I'm locked and loaded. There's not much more to go. SmackDown's two hours. I thought this was an awesome. I thought it was great. I thought it very fun. You know, nothing to hate, in my opinion. Yeah. I was wondering this last night, Justin, tell me what you think of this. Is it that Raw is so long and middling and just such a, a slug uh, to, to get through? Um, or is it that SmackDown is generally just a delightful show? Not even not by comparison. Well, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I, and I think you do have to bring the comparison there. I mean, SmackDown is allowed to Smack, SmackDown is formatted as a traditional pro wrestling show. I mean, it, it, or, or pro wrestling in this day and age, it has the sports entertainment feel to it, of course, but it, but it's two hours, which is a sweet spot for a weekly television show. Um, the, way they, the, way they, the way they use characters uh, is much to the liking of 
most pro wrestling fans, traditionalists, as I guess all three of us could fall in that category. You know, Raw is Raw is very much it's what drives the promotional boat. I mean, you know, look look at it this way with Monday Night Raw. I know you guys already did your Raw recap a few nights ago, but you know, I mean, at the turn of the of the end of the second hour, so nine nine p.m. Eastern here, they were well, that's usually reserved for when the Undertaker is going to come out if he's going to come out. That's reserved for Triple H. That's reserved for a big moment. Um, not to and, and I'm please take this in context, but they spent, you know, 10 minutes doing the, the Connors cure stuff, you know, not, not compelling storytelling. It, it was, it's obviously a feel good. It's a very good charity. I'm I've been involved with it here in Pittsburgh, but like that kind of shows you like Monday night raw is just the way it's formatted. It, it's hard to get through in terms of start to finish as a wrestling show, because it's just not a wrestling show completely. It is, there's a lot of other things that are going on there. So I think it's a little bit of both SmackDown's just a sweet spot of two hours. It's formatted as a pro wrestling show should be formatted. Yeah. And I think I, I yes to all that, but I also think the characters are stronger on SmackDown. I just, I mean, just to be blunt, you know, there's a lot of media, not mediocrity, but a lot of middle ground characters on raw. Now people that have been good guys one day, bad guys, another, and people are kind of burned out. I think that on SmackDown, it's real clear cut who you're supposed to cheer for and who you're supposed to boo for. And I think that the characters are just more dynamic on SmackDown. It's, it's noticeable to me how different SmackDown is. Yeah, this, I mean, this is the best it's been in the post talking smack era. Uh, this is the best that SmackDown has been by far. Uh, this these past couple months, uh, Becky Lynch attacked Charlotte flair during a photo shoot, taking Charlotte out of action for last night's episode. Um, this to me, they're they they tweaked it, but uh, Nick, what do you think? What do you think of a uh, heel Becky and the way that they're playing her now as opposed to how they did originally when the turn happened? You know, I think it's great that they've stuck to their guns on this. You know, they did the turn and not like you know, when Bailey turned on Sasha, then you know, like I say, over on Raw, you got care, Braun was a bad guy one week, good guy the next year, the whole thing. You know, they don't really ever seem to want to let a good guy character fully turn and become a bad guy anymore they always seem to pump the brakes on it in one way or another and i don't know if you know they are they're trying to keep shirt sales up or appease children i don't really know what the long con is there i do know that this time though they said we're gonna make becky bad and i know a lot of people said well charlotte should do the double turn right there should be you know charlotte coming back they haven't done that they're keeping charlotte you know as, as this character right now that that's trying to carry some prestige and some grace and I think it enhances what, what Becky's doing right now. I mean, I think these two are, are wonderful for each other. And I'm glad they're not trying to, you know, muddle up what's going on with the energy there. Yeah. Justin, did you like this uh, vignette backstage? I did. I did. I like it. I like the, you know, again, everything Becky Lynch is doing. I, I like the attack. I like the, you know, keeping the belt on. Well, you know, I mean, I just... The, the, the whole thing. I'm, I'm glad the photos surfaced. Uh, you know, I, I like the touch of the photographer just <laughs> kind of documenting the whole thing. I mean, it... it it, it, it's 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 almost I hate to say this, but it's kind of like each week I, I watch on eggshells if there's such a thing. Meaning like, okay, we've had three really good weeks in a row with Becky. Can they do four? And then and they do it, and then I get excited. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm saying. There's no break there, Justin. Right now, they're they're sticking to it, and you don't yeah. you know you you know you're a smart guy about all this stuff. They don't really do that that often. You know, they don't let people really become bad guys after you know the turn anymore they they always pull the brakes back a little bit yeah and then even you know, i know we'll get to later even just you know and just the little things that becky Lynch is doing, you know even later when she comes up to to lana after the whole milwaukee thing and and she just kind of you know milwaukee and like just kind of makes fun i mean it was just so <laughs> perfect it was like what a great bitch move here <laughs> she's great she's i mean she's absolutely fantastic um i'm already angry about whenever this ends because it will be too soon this championship run <laughs> Uh, you know, she should hold the title for a year. That, that's what I'm saying. 
<laughs> this better just not be something where Charlotte gets it back in Australia or Evolution. Uh, so Sheamus uh, versus Big E last night. I love how they said for the first time on this brand, because, yeah, they ran this into the ground on Raw. Um, Nick, what would you think of this one-on-one match last night? Yeah, I'm, you know, again, I looked at it and I was ready for the show to change up its pacing. I was like, okay, the show's been going really well. And all of a sudden, here's two you know acts that i really like and again it was like i don't have to think too hard i really like the new day they're awesome and the you know f the bar the, i hate these guys right you know <laughs> so, and i and i saw their little uh you are labar or whatever video they did for you justin uh not to rip on your boys here but they're unlikable and um you know it's a real easy it's a great chemistry they have everybody you know the, the pre-match stuff was great i thought um, and then, you know, as far as two big dudes just, you know, clobbering at each other, I thought the match was very, very fun as well. You know, it was reminiscent to me of kind of the opening of the show where I was just like, you know, good mic work. I, I, I'm easy. It's easy to follow these characters. Everybody's having a good time. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not hard to follow. You got the guy, you got the, the European you know, hooligans who are easy to dislike because they got the funny, they, they look funny and they talk funny. And then you have New Day who, who's just, who's comedy and who's all about the people and all about having fun. Um, yeah, it just, it's, it's, it's an easy thing to understand. There's no, you, you can, I guess, to bring Nick's girlfriend into this, you can sit somebody down who doesn't know a lot and they can clearly understand what's going on. Here's, here's a group that has a lot of fun. Here's a group, here's a guy that, that nobody likes. He's the bad guy. He's the bully. And there we go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it didn't go on too long. I'll give it that last night. It was it was about the right length. Uh, Seamus won that with the brogue kick. So uh, this this feud keeps going. Uh, the bar is challenging for the SmackDown tag team titles in Australia. <sighs> See, I think that pay-per-view should just be the, the joke of it. They all come out there and everyone's just exhausted. And they just sort of half-ass through the entire thing talking about, oh my God, that was a long flight. And we get a five-hour pay-per-view of people just sort of slap fighting each other. Sure. Yeah, they're all real tired. They're all like sleepwalking in the ring and just kind of going through the motions. That'd be weird. Well, no, that's Monday Night Raw. I mean, but <laughs> you know, Sorry. for a pay per view, where, I mean, where, even more exhausted than that. Where so so Super Showdowns on a Saturday? Where are they for Raw? Because that's going to be a hell of a turnaround. Uh, Forty eight hours if if they're going back to the states for Raw. Are they are they in? Are they here in the states for Raw that two days later? That is a good question. I do not know. I'll find out. You guys go about your business. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell myself I'm not going to stay up and watch the whole thing. I'm going to stay up and watch the whole thing on Super Showdown. It's just the way it's going to go. Oh, please don't let us do a podcast after that. Immediately after. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> you want to see me tired? That that will be the most tired I've ever been on this podcast. Um. Oh my God! Last night, Lana Rusev. Aiden English, Milwaukee. Um, the confrontation, Aiden explaining why he turned his back on Rusev, saying the problem has been Lana. Uh, this was different and setting up a reveal that Aiden is going to do next week about what happened in Milwaukee. Now, I went online October 24th, 2017 was the last time SmackDown Live was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, on that show, Lana was the only one of the three that appeared. She was ringside with Tamina for a fatal five-way to decide the women's uh, team for Survivor Series. Justin, do you think the payoff to this is gonna, going to be good? 
I don't know. Let's go. I don't know. I'm, 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 big, I'm a big fan of Rusev and Lana and, and even Aiden English to an extent. I, I don't know. I, I'll be curious. You know, what, I mean, what, what does he drum? Does he actually drum up some like GTV type surveillance video where it's it's him and Lana, or you know, or how how or is it going to be like somebody? Is it going to be like Tyler Breeze dressed up as Lana and he's trying to you know trying to uh, portray it? I, I don't know. But I, I thought this was this was fun last night for what it was. I always liked the the old fashioned soap opera cliffhangers and. Um, Thank God, the uh, the 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 mayor of uh, Milwaukee better be given uh, WWE a cut because <laughs> Milwaukee. I mean, you know, how many times have we said in tight Milwaukee in the last twelve hours, and then people were chanting Milwaukee in the crowd in Denver, Colorado. I mean, like th- this is the biggest thing WWE's done for Milwaukee since Austin three sixteen speech at the King of the Ring. You know what I mean? So this is yeah, but it's got kind of a, like a Vegas edge to it. It's not like Milwaukee. It's like Ooh, go to Milwaukee, cheat on your wife, right? Like that's not the right. That's not what you want. <laughs> your to be associated with, in my opinion. Uh, first of all, um, this, the post-Super Showdown uh, yeah. Raw, uh, I should have known this. It's in Chicago. I'll, I'll probably wow. be going to it. So I'll let you know uh, the quality of everybody's uh, eyelids. Um, but secondly, uh, secondly, I, you know, these three, you know, and I hate to just be like, wow, what a great show, but I really did enjoy SmackDown <laughs> last night. Um, they, everything that these three have done together has been gold. They haven't really dropped the ball with anything. And it's so hard in WWE to take everything you're given and just make it work. I, I think that Rusev and, and Lana obviously have a natural chemistry. They're married. Rusev has really kind of found his voice, but Aiden English, you know, you think about where this guy was, you know, after the VOD villains and, you know, he was by himself adrift. What do you do with this guy? You know, he's completely reinvented himself. And to see him now, like, almost in the driver's seat of this program where he's the lead, uh, you know, antagonist here, where he's revealing things that the focus is more on him. And he's, and he's, and you know, again, he's, he's taking it and he's running with it. I'm so happy for him. I'm, I'm happy for these people. I think it's a real fun story. I think they're all going to do great. And what I think is worth mentioning, too, is I know last week, um, when the split happened, I know that we talked about on this podcast, uh, and I, I know I said, and I think it was, we we're all kind of in agreement that you know this doesn't, this probably doesn't bode well for English. We figured, okay, you get a couple of matches out of this, maybe it's a, a, a you know kickoff pay per view match between he and Rusev for the payoff. But then you know we could see Aiden English just kind of disappearing into just you know dark match kind of territory. But it was encouraging, one, like as you said, Nick, that there that, that there's focus on him, that he has the reveal, that the, the, the card, that he holds the cards, but also little things that they didn't mention, the Happy Aiden Day T-shirt, the Aiden Day the mic flag, like. So that kind, of, those kind of you know merchandise and those kind of things just kind of make you think. Okay, maybe there is an investment in this guy that, that he's not going away. I love that Rus. I love that Rusev Day is like Bullet Club now. There's little factions and everything, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Aiden's the Tomatonga of SmackDown right now. Um, and by the way, his color scheme—that's the Chicago flag. If you didn't catch that, oh, I did catch that. Yes, he did. He did theater in Chicago, correct? He went to Columbia. I have friends that like took voice classes with him and like he hosts barbecues here that my comedy buddies go to that I haven't gotten invite to for what he it's not, worth. He obviously doesn't do the barbecue shirtless. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what he does there, Justin. I, again, I haven't been he's there. Com- he's competing with Seamus for uh, the, 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 the pale the pale comparison. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's a vampire. Vampires can't tan, I don't think. Mm. Mm. It, it didn't work out for Kevin Thorne real well. Mm-hmm. He's a big man. So my theory... I tweeted this last night. Maybe it does involve Tamina and maybe Aiden brings Tamina back and they have a mixed tag feud because that way it keeps Rusev and Lana center stage. Oh, I like that. Sure. Yeah. Did I see the we? I think wrestling posted this. Did I see this? One of you a managing soon to be managing editor or, or Glenn here. Uh, did we post that the, that the, that there's no connection with Milwaukee 
and The Rock, and like when The Rock made fun of Lana and it made the insinuation. Oh, is that is that a thing? Is that I, I saw that on Twitter. Oh. You know, it's all a blur, to be honest. Oh, because I think what it was, because remember, remember there was that segment a couple years ago where The Rock, like, you know, he did his typical Rock smack talk, and he made fun of, you know, kind of like insinuated, you know, with, with Lana. And, and I think I read something that it, there's a there's a draw between that and, like, that maybe, that, or that, that, I don't know if that was in Milwaukee or where the hell it was, but there's, like, a draw that, that might be there, that might be a connection, which I, I can't imagine they have a storyline that drawn out that they put together, but. I feel hey, like, he, I'm no, sorry. No, go for it. Well, I, I feel like it's gonna. I feel like the payoff to this is it's gonna it's gonna be used as fodder towards an Aiden Rusev match. Right. And you know, one week, Aiden's gonna release the video, and it's gonna show him and Lana like stumbling down the hotel room hallway together, and they both go into the room, and you see Rusev go, ah, and they fight, and then Aiden disappears. But next week, Lana goes, I got the full security footage from this video, and then she airs it, and then like a split second later, you see her fling the door open and go no, and run down the hallway. And she's like, there's the proof I didn't do it. And then all of a sudden, Rusev's like, you bastard, Aiden English. I'm going to get my hands on you. And look, you got Crown Jeweler Survivor Series. You know, Very nicely storyboarded out there. I like that. Well, well, I mean, that's straight 90s Attitude Era stuff. They did that all the time where they show half the security video. And the next week, they'd come back. Here's the full security video. And then those two guys, you got you know two to three weeks where the decent emotional build. And then they punch each other in the face. Maybe there's going to be a surprise Enzo return, and this has to do with you know Lana luring him to a hotel room again. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. They're bringing 100%. in percent. One hundred. What's Enzo up to these days? He's a rapper, isn't he? He's on. I mean, on Instagram, I see all the time. He's like going live on Instagram. He's not doing any more indie stuff after that. He doesn't even look. He doesn't even look like Enzo. Like if you look at really? him, suddenly he's totally. You know, he just he's he's totally. I mean, it's him, but he just it's, it's, he got away from like a lot of his trademark things in his look. I think. I huh. think he spends a lot of time at parties that I would never go to, that go into the late hours of the night. So that's what yeah. I think. Yeah. So anyhow, next week SmackDown, we'll find out what happened in Milwaukee. Um, last night, Oscar Naomi versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Ah, the Iconics were at their first. Iconics are going to have a match versus Asuka and Naomi in Australia. Nick, when do you think they announce the women's tag team titles? You got to be soon. Out too long. Yeah. Got to be soon. Evolution, right? Crown the first tag winners ever in a gauntlet match or something like that. I mean, it's Absolutely. noticeable how they've been pairing people off. Noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, it's, you know, like I said, you know, I, like I said last week, I think Naomi Asuka is just obvious. They need to build depth of different teams because they're going to do a tag division. It's, it's the same reason, as I said, why they brought. You know the riot squad and, and another and the other female trio. Late 2017 last year, they brought them up to the main roster. Suddenly, is because they needed depth of girls that you could say you've seen on TV to fill out a 30 girl rumble, 30 woman rumble. So uh, that's all it is. It's for filling out depth. Um, yeah, and I think once we get past Super Showdown and Evolution is the next, the next thing. Uh, I think that's when we'll get the 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 build to the building announcement of, of of tag titles. And now there'll be Raw and SmackDown. Titles. It won't be like one champion that flips between brands. I don't. Think. I don't know. I, I see. That's you, when you really think about that. I don't know. I mean, they have obviously they have enough talent to do it. Like they have enough physical bodies. But that that seems to me really really crowded. I, I would almost rather just one tag title, and then and then if they have a women's only show on the network, that's where those tag titles can be mainly. I just I don't. I mean, you look over on on Raw right now, and you have Nia and Ember Moon tagged a uh, team together, right? Like that's the new duo that they've kind of been pushing i mean i feel like they're doing the same thing on raw and smackdown i mean you're gonna have four or five duos on each brand that you could do divisions with i think they do two i think they do two titles 
I mean, they might, they're very well might. I mean, everything else is two titles, but I, I, I roll in favor of just one titles and again, let it be a, let, let, let the girls cross over and challenge both brands or let it be a, a network show uh, exclusive of where the tag titles are featured on that show. It's all about equality, Justin. You got to treat the women <laughs> like the men. You're talking gibberish. So I've heard. Yeah. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ty Dillinger last night. Um, good to see Ty getting a match on TV. He did win by DQ because Randy Orton came in and, uh, yeah, started beating up Ty Dillinger. Said backstage that he hates this whole perfect 10 thing. Um, this is going to lead to Randy versus Nakamura, not a Randy versus Ty feud, right? I don't think so. I think this goes to Randy Ty. I mean, we've seen Randy Nakamura, you know, sure. and there's like stuff you can do that. But, I, you know, after that Jeff Hardy match, the Hell in a Cell, which I really loved him and him and Jeff's Hell in a Cell match, where he was just so diabolical and vicious. I was like, who's the white meat baby face they're going to throw at this psychopath? And Ty Dillinger fits. I mean, he, he checks the boxes for me, and he's, he needs a feud like this. He needs to be taken to a darker place. We got to see some change in that character. He's been stagnant for a while. I want to see these two go at it. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll probably, we're going to see a match between the two, definitely, but it's going to be on SmackDown. I don't, I'm not expecting a grandiose build to some big pay-per-view or big network special between these two. But, but, it, but it, it, but to Nick's point, it, you know, it, it gets tie on TV. It's not look, it look. Bottom line is, we all know this about Randy Orton. Randy Orton's, you know, he's got the veteran status. I mean, if Randy Orton didn't want to work with Ty Dillinger, he wouldn't be. So it's good for Ty Dillinger the fact that Randy wants to work with him. Randy probably sees something in him, you know, wants to help him. So you know, even even if Ty Dillinger doesn't get a win or at least a, a pinfall win any out of this, it's it's not going to hurt him. I will I will cautiously say, get ready to be surprised by Ty Dillinger. Everybody I've ever talked to that worked with Ty down in developmental said this guy has never been given a chance to take the reins and show what he can really do. And he's going to have that chance to fire up and go back up against Randy Orton after this beatdown. And that's going to be the tail of the tape right there. If people buy into that, if people really enjoy Ty Dillinger hitting him once, twice, 10 times with the chair and they get into it, I think you're going to, I think you're going to see something. I think you're going to be surprised by how far Ty can take this one. Yeah, I uh, hope they give him something here because uh, he's been in uh, catering for far too long. Yeah, man. Uh, let him run. Yeah, and by catering, I mean sitting back in catering, not working catering. Although that would be an interesting thing. They'd be like, "Hey, you guys got your contract. You got your downside guarantee. Go get that plate of muffins." Yeah, whatever. They own you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> give Vince some coffee. Uh, no. So we had also last night Lana challenging Becky Lynch. Nick, what'd you think of this match? Um, it was just kind of for me. I mean, this is this was not probably the match I was most focused on because I kind of knew the outcome here. Um, you know, I, you know, Becky's great. Lana's, you know, in an interesting situation right now. This was more just kind of a, a bump to the spot that I think Justin was talking about, where Becky got to get the edge in on Lana afterwards about, hey, you know, Milwaukee and advance her thing, and then get some more heat for Becky. You got to you got to give credit to Lana though. If, if, if it, you know, obviously the match outcome was 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 known. You know that um, Lana's not going to get a victory over over Becky uh, unless Charlotte comes out and does something. But I will say this: if you watch that match, and if you really, if you, if, if anybody's paid attention to Lana matches, which I have, admittedly, she that she is getting more and more comfortable. She's in there with Becky, and she did not look like she, she did not look out of place. Like she, you know, and of course, I know everybody's going to say, "Oh, it's because it was all Becky making her look good." But it, it does take it does take two people, and Becky, uh, Becky and her, it it, it was a very Perfectly fine match for what it was and needed to be, but Lana has is has gone uh, above and beyond where she was this time last year in the ring. Yeah. 
And it makes her it makes her more fun character to play with too, because like the emotional stuff is obviously there right now for her her to be able to step in the ring. And like you say, like for me, I didn't even you know I was like, all right, it wasn't that long of a match. You're right, it looked fine, it was perfectly fine. But that's a step up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be- because there was a time where her matches were just really noticeably because they were just noticeably bad. The fact that she just kind of I don't want to say blends in, but she just there's not nothing stood out about it in the sense of okay, nothing stood out to where oh that was really bad. It was just she she got through it, she did fine, and I think there's something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. Credible, I would say she is yeah. now in the ring. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, she's she she yeah, credible works. Yeah, so Becky, of course, won with the disarmor. Um, but you know, hey, it's good to see Lana get a match Milwaukee chance over like crazy last night. Um, after that, we saw AJ Styles in the ring waiting on Samoa Joe. But oh, where was Samoa Joe? He was at AJ Styles' house, and how did we know that? It had Styles written on the mailbox. Uh, Nick, what do you think about this latest turn in this, in this feud? These guys are great, right? I mean, Joe's just doing the best work we've seen him do in WWE, in my opinion. Uh, AJ needs these kinds of opponents right now, uh, to keep his title run interesting. You know, he's been the, how long has AJ been champ now? 360 days. It's a long time, long time. Right. And you know, he, you got in order to have a title run that lasts that long, you got to keep finding new ways for people to push your buttons. And I think that right now, Samoa Joe is just that guy who's got so much history with AJ and knows how far he can take it. And they're so comfortable with each other. I, you know, stuff like this, I'm okay with, I, I know that some people, this isn't their cup of tea or whatever, but I think this stuff's good, man. I'm all for raising the emotional stakes and you know, it's hard to do, especially with as far as they've taken it. But I think this definitely, this did the job. Going, going to the dude's house like that. Justin? Yeah, yeah it was another, um, you know, we, we had the Aiden English. Uh, I'm going to show you the videotape of what happened in Milwaukee next week. And then this is another Attitude Era kind of soap opera feel to it, the way they ended. Um, you know, I mean, obviously this is not uh, original. Nothing really is anymore. I mean, obviously they've done this. We, we, we've seen many a times, at least a handful of times, if not more, guys going to the other person's house. I mean, it, it's it's very, it's but it, but it works. It works. It's not overdone. It's not like we see it every six months or something uh it works obviously the um they, they've been feuding long enough so they've, they've they've been building and teasing at this point you know joe has kind of been teasing that he's going to get to this point and do this um obviously it, it also works if we want to go that extra mile and make it believable it obviously works that we know the two have known each other for however many years so like it's 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 viable to think that joe would know how to find styles house you know like all the little things if we want to get nitpicky kind of fit and they work um so yeah and the way they went off the air you know with him ringing the doorbell uh you know tune in next week i mean what, what happened in aj styles house what happened in milwaukee we got a lot of questions we're gonna get answered next week yeah, yeah. good night for cliffhangers mm-hmm. yeah i dig it but i'm just saying wouldn't the segment have been a million times better if samoa joe had been wearing a smoking jacket at aj's house Mm, possibly actually definitely i'm gonna say yeah samoan hugh hefner well it would have seemed like he was already in the house as opposed to he was preparing to go in it would have added a whole other level of like i like i like i like the fact that he was lurking outside and and sitting on the porch i like that that preparing to go in because there's there's nothing there's there's nothing more scary than than the than the anticipation that an intruder's coming once the intruder's in then it's fight or flight i like that lurking kind of feel that was that's, that's the way to end it I'm kind of. Get, I remember thinking this last night, and I don't know what this means. I'll just bring it up. But he's giving me kind of a Brian Pillman vibe. Oh like, yeah, I'm getting kind of a Pillman vibe off Samoa Joe right now, and they physically look nothing alike. But I think it's just this kind of weird uh, intensity uh, that they carry. It's in their eyes. It's weird. I dig it. Does anybody know if uh, Wendy has a license to carry? <laughs> she shoots him. Jesus. 
Come on. Pillman. I'm thinking about the Pillman segment. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. I didn't even think my own thing through. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, I think this has all been great. Okay, but here's here's the last bit before we uh, wrap talking about SmackDown. They said it's going to be no DQ, no count out at Australia at the Super Showdown. But that last match they had at Hell in a Cell, DQ or count out had nothing to do with it. It was the the finish of who tapped before who was pinned. How does this fix the problem of that last match in giving us a decisive winner? You know, a Hell in a Cell match ended in a non-finish, right? Yeah. And like, I think that was the nail in the coffin for anything, right? You could you could just end a match now. So um, it, it's a you know, I I hope I hope it does carry on. These two work so well together. I'd be interested to give them a little bit more time to see how much further they can push it. But if this is the end, you know, I hope they go to war. You know, give them give them the landscape to do it. Yeah. So good episode of SmackDown last night. Raw this week historic low rating just when they think it can't go any lower somehow they managed to do so and uh god nick what do you make of it you know a lot of people online saying this is the reckoning this is the wake-up call 2.4 million viewers um oh no 2.35 million viewers pardon me man i mean is this is this finally catching up with the wwe the substandard uh creative especially on raw I'm of two minds, and uh, I will say first, there was a lot of competition on Monday night. Uh, you know, football season is back. Also, I don't know if uh, anybody here follows uh, politics, but man, did the world come crumbling down on Monday uh, in the world of that arena. If you look at the shows that were, uh, you know, higher rated on cable than, than Raw, it was like football and then eight cable news shows, right? Everybody following, you know, the other WWE Hall of Famer um but but aside from me does anyone else i mean really watch wwe programming and rachel maddow i mean i thought i was the only one you'd be surprised man it yeah. you know th there's a big you know and it's again we're we're talking of you know 2.35 they've done two fours two fives this year too right and it yeah. doesn't have a lot to you know tip that way but i do think there is something to be said about the quality and i brought it up earlier you know the characters on raw and it's not just one or two there's many of them that have been pushed one way and then pushed another really dynamically for a while now Braun should definitively be a good guy in most people's minds and roman is a bad guy and you know they they're doing this dance and again i don't know what the long con is but it's weird and it just t puts a different tone on the show than i think in smackdown land where everybody is very easy to identify and follow along with and i do think there is something to be said about that as well Justin? Yeah, I mean, look, I go back to, you know, Raw's formatted very, it's very tough. It's very tough to watch three hours of anything. Um, and, and so the, the way it's formatted, it, it doesn't have that, um, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the next few minutes feel to it. Uh, but to the original point, Glenn, no, this is not the reckoning or wake-up call to WWE. A, a bunch of factors. Number one, 2.3 million watching a show every week. If that's the number that they settled at, that's still more than what a lot. That's that, that's still better than a lot. And, and they're getting a ton of money from USA for many more years. So obviously, we, we've talked about the Fox deal. Um, you know, they also don't they also don't judge the ratings as much as they used to. I mean, they 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 judge other things in, in their meetings. They look at okay. What are our YouTube numbers? When we put the clip of, of this, you know, what how did our YouTube numbers do? You know, and then never mind Hulu and other things. So, I mean, you know, is, is it a low number? Obviously, yes, it's a low number. It's the lowest ever. That's the fact. Um, 
you know, does it, do I think it has something to do with the quality and the format in the show? Absolutely. But I also think that there's a lot of other factors that are that are perpetuating it, all the ones I just noted. And and so I don't think that it's I don't think it's going to you know, it's not going to it's not going to cause some big uh, massive overhaul that's going to happen like next week. That's just not going to happen much to I know some people you know who who like to rag on WWE want to think it's going to happen or you know think that Vince needs to step down and hand over his booking pen you know, that's just not going to happen there, there's just a lot of other factors I mean yeah again quality and formatting definitely need to take some ownership to the, the lower you know the reason why some people aren't watching live and why they might just find a clip on YouTube or why they might just watch this podcast and, and take away what happened but it's not going to it's not going to cause some massive change that people might be begging for some revolution so to speak hmm. yeah and I think it's you know worth noting here and it's funny as soon oh. Oh yeah, I did it right. Um, I, as soon as you brought up the YouTube numbers, Justin, I decided to hop on over here to WWE's YouTube channel. Uh, the opening of Raw, the Dean Ambrose gets an unexpected offer segment, which I believe was the opening of Raw, correct? Where the they come out and they say, "Hey, why don't you join us?" Yeah, yeah. two point five million views uh, for that video on, on YouTube, and I mean, there's multiple videos here that are hundreds of thousands of views. Um, and then SmackDown last night. Oddly enough, highest vi- maybe not oddly highest rated video from SmackDown last night was Aiden English shocks Lana, four hundred fourteen thousand views. Outdid Smojo invades AJ's home. Oh wow! Yep, there you go. Yeah. No. I mean, it's 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 you know like again, you know, WWE WWE Monday Night Raw is, is is from start to finish as a whole the least entertaining that I can remember being in a long time. Uh, there's some really bright spots in a little places, but then there's, it's just it's a, it's it's hard to find those bright spots sometimes because there is so much other stuff. It's like, uh. but again, I'm, I'm I'm telling I'm telling people like uh, not what they want to hear, but I'm telling them what you know. I know some of what WWE's perspective is, which is okay. So the same amount of people that watch Monday Night Raw also just watch that one YouTube video, and it didn't didn't cost them anything extra to produce that extra YouTube video. So like to them, that's what matters, and that's just that's just the, the nature of the beast these days. No, it makes sense. Um, well. Perhaps if Raw were more dangerous, more people would be watching, and that's why the WWE is confirmed. Liv Morgan got a concussion from getting kicked in the head by Brie Bella the other night at Raw. Um, I don't know. We we talked about this the other night. Brie gets a lot of crap online. Nick, do you think it's warranted? Do you think Brie's at, Brie's at fault with this? And you know, Bree's not been in the ring a lot in the past couple of years, right? She's just coming back. I have no doubt there's some ring rust uh, in this. Um. There's so much timing in wrestling. You know, even the little stuff that looks easy requires so much timing. Um, was Liz Liv's head down? Uh, was Bree's foot out of place? You know, I don't know. Justin, what have you, I haven't really been poking around as much, probably because I'm a little vacation-minded at the moment. What are you hearing? Who do you think was the person that was off timing-wise here, Bree or, or Liv? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I didn't... I, I don't hold any big ill will to... I, like, I don't... I'm not throwing... Uh, all the all the shade at Brie like others are. I mean, it, like you said, it's it's just mistiming. You know, I mean, you know, Brie got going. Maybe you can say she got going too quick. Maybe you can say she, you know, was she looking where she needed to look when she went to put the kick? You know, did live, you know, drop her head down to the level where Brie's kicking? I mean, yeah, there's just so many things. I, I don't really think. I think. I think. I think. You know, we we, we for, some people tend to forget. Okay, we've seen Seth Rollins injure somebody. We've seen we, we we've seen Nakamura waxing in the face we've seen aj styles i mean obliterate the miz's nose with a a springboard forearm i mean and and we don't ever dare question the wrestling abilities of those guys now i'm not saying brie bella is on the level of any of those guys but my point being it's wrestling it happens there's no way you're gonna be in the ring 
four nights a week for as many weeks as they are, and the, the probability is insanely high that it's going to happen. You're going to have miscommunications. It's, 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 it's unfortunate what happened. Um, you know, the, the few people I have talked to talent-wise at WWE, and none of them really, you know, they're saying it's just, it's just another night. It just happened. It's unfortunate, but it's, it's, none of them are, nobody's saying, oh my God, we got to get Brie Bella, never, never in the ring again. You know, it's just, it, it happens. It could, any, it, it, ha- it can happen to any one person on any night. Um, you know, and the people that are comparing it to, oh, well then she messed up the suicide dive a few weeks. Well, you know what? That, that's an, that's an irrelevant comparison because a suicide dive hurt nobody but herself. That was just her looking like a buffoon trying to get through the ropes and falling flat onto the apron. She didn't hurt anybody uh, doing that. So it, you know, it, I think people, you know, we're so quick to judge the Bellas because, you know, okay, who they, who, who they're married to or, or the, the push they get the, in whether or not, you know, these other girls get these push. I mean, so they obviously are going to have, uh, you know, they're going to have a, a shorter rope than most with the, with a certain population of the fan base. It is what it is, but I, I, I don't, I think Tommy Dreamer said it best on Busted Open Radio, and you can go find that quote. It, and that's, and that's a, that's a veteran. I, I'd like somebody, to, I like some fan to tell me that Tommy Dreamer doesn't know what he's talking about. It just happens. It's wrestling. There's, there's no, there's no one person to blame it. It is what it is. They'll, they'll get better for it and they'll learn. Hey everybody, Glenn here. Small technical difficulty, the recording ended abruptly. We had a problem with Google Hangouts. We were just talking about the fact Undertaker and HBK will both be back on Monday Night Raw this coming Monday, October 1st. Of course, we will be on the Wrestling Inc. podcast immediately after. Myself, Raj Geary, Matt Morgan, we will talk about everything that happened there. And we'll be back next Wednesday for SmackDown coverage. Uh, Thanks to Justin Labar. Thanks to Nick Hausman, the new managing editor of Wrestling Inc. And uh, yeah, we will see you back here soon on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.